Daddy Ain't Dead, give me my flower. This is the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast, where it's one dad willing enough to spread a message of appreciating dads around the world in real time instead of when they are dead. I'll be conversing with another great dad today about wonderful things that dads go through and all the things that dads do. We're going to make sure we give each other our flowers and also just have a great conversation for everybody to enjoy. Give me my flowers. Welcome to the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. Hey, welcome to the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. It is your host, Amp. I got a special guest with me today, one of my good friends. Somebody I haven't talked to in a while, um, but is a crazy character, a great dad, husband, um, father of four, and um, his name is Doc French. I ain't going to say your, your whole government name. <laughs> Doc French. We call him Doc. Um, I met Doc, man, back in what, 2014? Yeah, 2014. Yeah. yeah. At mm-hmm. Lodges Air Base in um, Portugal. And uh, and I, I can't remember the actual day I met you, but I'm pretty sure it was playing basketball on the Saturday. Yeah. I- you was probably talking. We meet crap. all our friends on the basketball court. Exactly. <laughs> you was probably talking crap <laughs> to somebody after you crossed them over, and and that's probably how I met you. But <laughs> I know we we came we became closer friends um, through church, Bible study, just hanging out Saturdays, just in general at somebody's house, being ridiculous. Um, but Doc, I want you to go ahead. Um, Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your family. Hello, hello. Uh, like I said, my name is uh, Dr. Tavius French, I'm a father of four, uh, a great blended family. Um, I got three baby moms, one that I'm married to happily for four years now. Uh, I got ages ranging from three up to 13. Uh, my oldest son is a uh, Tavarius. He lives in South Carolina. I got a nine-year-old stepdaughter, Nevaeh. She lives with me. I have an eight-year-old daughter. She lives in Illinois. And my three-year-old, he lives with me. So we're all over the world, but we're close. Yes, sir. And uh, <clears throat> and so I'll tell I tell you, I'll tell you like I tell everybody, I hate the term baby mama okay (laughs) (laughs) mother of my children even if you got more than one i know it's difficult sometimes oh no you know i say that because i always like the stigma with black men and black dads we want to kind of change that narrative you know what i'm saying so you also want to when it come to for me i don't know if you feel this way for me when i hear baby mama i always think negative like negative connotation you know what i'm saying like yeah that is true now, now, granted, there are some ones that deserve that, that deserve that name and, and that. Um, but for the most part, you know, if the mom's out there doing great things and y'all communicating and y'all got a great relationship, you know, I say flip, flip that around, say mother of my children. But you know, to each his own. Uh, I just heard that I was like, oh, oh why you say that? <laughs> yeah, but, you're right, and I just use that term only because. And, you know, that's what everybody else call them. But, yes, if, <laughs> when you put it like that, 
when you put it like that, yeah, they are, you know, the mother of my children, two great women, you know. When it comes to the kids, you know, we'll, we, you know, collectively come together and we'll do anything that we need to do to get them. Even my, sure. my wife now, speak to them probably more than I do. So, you know. I, right. No, that, so. Yeah. That, that'd be weird, too, because you always be, like, worried. Like, what they what they talking yeah, what, about? What, what, indeed. <laughs> like, uh, why you take her before I do? Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was like that too when when Jackie started first talking to uh my daughter's mom and stuff like that. I'd be like, oh, hold on, what y'all talking about? Well, hold up. Yeah. But um, but anyway, so give me some little situation, man. I know you say you got a blended family, <clears throat> and you know I, I bet that you know offers its own unique like you know details and situations, but. Tell me, how did your uh, dad raise you? Uh, and my dad was, my dad is all, is always in the picture. He's in the picture even to this day. But he's cooler now than he was when I was a kid. Like, I don't <laughs> understand it. Like, my daddy didn't play no games growing up. I've right. gotten whoopers in school. Like, if you act up, he ain't waiting till you get home. He coming to find you. And you about to get this work. <laughs> and now, now when he with the grandkids, I'm like, man, this dude didn't just totally change. Even when he talked to us now, he just like, yeah, you know, uh, I was, I always just wanted y'all to know that I loved y'all. And I, I probably whooped y'all a little too much, but you know, y'all turned out to be good kids. I'm like, I'm like yeah, dad, I, I do understand. But, uh, you could have took it easy on us at least. Man, I, I remember getting whoopings. I got probably a whooping for a whole month, one month. I was just that bad <laughs> as a kid. But he never he never gave up on me, you know. But that's good though. So was your dad? So it seems like your dad was, you know, obviously super involved um, and laid the smackdown. Um, do <laughs> yeah. did how do you think that? Like as a how was a grown up? How do you think that affected you growing up? I think it I think it affected me in my social life, but it didn't affect me as being a man I am today. Like mm -hmm. he groomed me to be a he groomed me to be the man I am today, to take ownership of whatever, you know, situation that you're in. If you made your bed, you lay in it. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm a father, now I have, I'm trying to instill my kids the same thing. Like, hey, you do the punish, you do the uh, act in school. You know, you're not going to get no whooping because I, I feel like I got enough whoopings to last, you know, each of their <laughs> lifetimes. But, uh, you know, right. I, I, take what, I, take, I take what they love the most away. Like, let me get that iPad. You ain't going mm. outside today. You know, stuff like mm. that. And that, I feel like that kills them more than anything. Right. Um, so, I mean, he, he was, he was, he's a very strict father, the deacon of the deacon board type guy. Like, church every Sunday. I I can remember a time when I first got my when I first got my car, he was like, uh the only stipulation I got with you in your car is that you get home at a timely manner before one o'clock and two, you be at church every Sunday. I don't care if you get there before the preacher end up preaching, but I better see you in it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh okay. So when he gave me that stipulation, I can get there when I wanted to, but I was timing it. Like, I text my sister and be like, hey, is the offering over? He about to preach? Okay, I'm on the way. 
<laughs> yeah, because he still to this day, he'll be there from 8.30 to 2. And I'll be like, oh, I can't do it. Like, I need some time to me, for me. Nah, they, you know, <clears throat> I've I've been a witness to this from friends who have dads or family members that's in church like that. And it's like, it's life consuming. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, like they, it's like church four or five times a week. And they there all day. Uh, man, I used to, I used to just as a kid, and I hate to say the word hate, but I used to hate it. Like growing up, my grandma, grandpa, my uh, family was all in church. And mm-hmm. we had to, we had to go to Bible study. We had to go to, you know, choir rehearsal, practice. And, you know, we had, we had Bible study on Sunday before church and then church. And then, you know, they, they got a fellowship afterwards, you know, and you a kid, you like, man, I just want to go home, like go play. <laughs> Yeah, and don't let it be revival week. Oh Oh my god, over every day. Yeah, yeah, every day. Twice on Sunday. Every day. So, um, and I want to go back a little bit, man, because you said something. I just wanted to kind of let you explain. It's like you said the the way your dad raised you. You know, kind of being tough on you and stuff. How? And you said it was. It affected you socially. How did it affect you socially? Because I always felt like I needed to prove myself to my friends that I was, you know, somebody that I wasn't to be cool, like to get in with the cool crowd. I had to, you know, do I had to do things that were out of my character, I would say, as a as a kid growing up, you know, trying to be rebellious so they can see that, you know, oh, okay, yeah, his dad might be strict, but, you know, he still try to do what he want to do. And I just I look back on it now like. Yeah, he was trying to keep – he kept me out of a lot of stuff that I probably would have been, you know, in tro- in way more trouble than I did get into. And I just – I don't know. I sit back – like, I'm sitting back and thinking about it right now. Like, I probably wouldn't be here if he wasn't as strict as he was to, you know, keep me in the house, make sure I'm getting good grades in school and, you know, just pushing me to, to be better than he was because he didn't even get to graduate high school because he was growing up uh growing up in that time where you know working the the cane fields and the cotton fields yeah. where his family needed him the most like to come work so that they can make ends meet so that's one of his biggest pet peeves for his kids to get that education and shoot I'm still in school now trying to get a darn uh degree so <laughs> you know I just man that's one of the reasons why you know they say you know for us in the military we need schooling to make rank. So it's that as well. But in the back of my mind, I'm basically doing it just so my dad can say, you know, Hey, I have a son that has a degree, mm-hmm. graduate at college, you know, and do it well, you know, like all his other kids. So. I get that. And, you know, I, I will say, cause my, my dad wasn't in my life. So I, I don't have that effect. Like I I can relate to what you're saying because I had some men in my life that were like that, yeah. like my uncles. Um, but I think that that speaks like to like a higher standard too. Cause if your dad wasn't involved, like he was to keep you in a straight line, it's like you go a long way just by saying, hearing that like your dad's voice in the back of your head, like go get that degree, go, go be better than me, go, you know, go make me proud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know a lot of uh, guys that had that, and I know a lot of guys that didn't, and we attack it differently. 
you know, because, see, you had the voice telling you what to do. You had the man in your life telling you what to do. Me, I had the mirage of that. So it was like, I, I wished my dad was there to tell me stuff like that, but it, it fueled me to do things as a, a young kid with sports, education, whatever, even as a father now, to be like, I mean, I'm going to show him. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to show yeah. him what what he's missing out on. Like, this is what I'm becoming. So I, I can relate to that in a sense. <clears throat> um, and I, I think that's super cool, though, that to know you, and it makes even more sense now, <laughs> to, to as I know you, the, the competitor you are and a lot of things you do um, and your approach to stuff and just conversations from years ago, I can understand that now by how your dad raised you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it makes perfect sense, man. It's crazy. Uh, so let's talk a little bit, man. Um, you know, you talked about how your dad raised you, but let's talk about you and your family situation right now. Uh, you have a blended family. So do I. Um, but you're, you're, you're blended times, what, three, you know? Yeah. And, and so tell me, how, how is that having a blended family with, with you guys, you know, like you said, stretched all over the country and you being in the military and you could be sent wherever, you know, at the drop of a dime? It's, it's stressful. It's stressful. That, that's the only, if I could put it into one word, that's what it would be, stressful. But just to have a, um, a help me, as what God calls it, uh, that's here with me. And, you know, she she reaches out even, like, after we, we can have a conversation right now, like, hey, I'm going to go, we're going to go to South Carolina. Let's see if we can get a tape for the weekend, which is my son. Because uh, her family is from South Carolina. So we go see her family. I pick him up. We hang out until we leave. Um, right. But she, we'll be in the middle of conversation. She was like, well, I already talked to Shelby. Shelby said, it, you know, it was good. We can grab him as soon as we get there. Like, just to have her always, you know, thinking about them, even if just because, you know, they're hers as well, you know. They're not from her, but they're right. hers. And it, 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 she makes it she makes it easy. You know, I just, I'm just grateful. Um, And then my two uh, mothers of my child, (laughs) (laughs) I almost said the BM word again. (laughs) The mothers of my child, uh, they they do a great, they do a great job of just, you know, making sure all their needs are taken care of. And, you know, if, if they're not doing well in school, you know, they shoot me a text or give me a call like, hey, you know, when you talk to them today or you talk to her today, you know, just let them know that you know. Because for some reason, if if my two kids know that I know about something, like, they more scared of me and I'm far away from them. Like, it's... <laughs> right. And, 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 and I don't think it's because they're scared. I think that's just because they don't want to let me down because I... Like I said before, I, I hold all my kids to the standard that my dad tried to hold for me. I want them to be better than me, not how to join the military, but to get, you know, get on the roll, get good grades, get scholarships for academics, not just athletics. And to just to just to be good citizens of society and 
for me not to have to worry about, you know, which direction they're going in. I already know that they're going in, in a direction that's set for them in God's plan. And, you know, that I'm here to help them if they ever need it. And I think I think we're doing a good job at that as of right now. Um, it's hard not seeing them every day, you know, hugging them, touching them, giving them a kiss, telling them I love them, you know, face to face, just to see their facial expressions. Like, like that's, it's hard. It's right. hard. But, uh, Man, you know. That's, uh, I definitely can relate to that. You know, my daughter Kalia is in San Antonio with her mom. I, every day. It's, it's the worst. It's like, you also feel like sometimes you be like shortchanging them and you, yep. you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's that struggle, man. It's like, <clears throat> I tell dads all the time, you know, we, a lot of people don't realize like the internal struggle we have, like the good dads, you know what I'm saying? That like, we want to be there every single day for our kids, physically, mentally, everything. And, yeah. you know, and unfortunately, you know, things happen in life to where, you know, relationships don't work out. And, you know, you get a blessing of a, a child coming coming out of that relationship. Um, and you two have to co-parent. And you, it's that struggle, though. It's like you want to do everything under the sun, but you can't because, you know, you're physically not there. And so I think, though, any good dad um, like us, we make it to where we still are effective parents and effective dads. So, mm -hmm. So like you said, your your kids still fear you in a sense of or respect you. I don't say fear, respect you enough that if they know that you know about something, it's like, oh man, nah, not nah, please don't tell that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> where, <Yeah. laughs> where if it was the other way around, you wasn't, you know, doing your thing as a dad, they would be like, all right, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Tell, tell him, I don't care. Like, <laughs> you know. Um yeah. and I think I think that goes all the time and like that's the same thing with my daughter. <clears throat> if if her mom calls me or video chats me or something and be like, oh, Kalia did this at school today, she'd be like, no, let me, dad, like, she's seven. And she'd be like, dad, can, can I please explain? Like, can I? <laughs> and I'd be laughing. Tell my side. Right. Like the other day, um, like Halloween, you know, just passed. So they called me and her mom was like uh video chatting me she's showing me this little boy and i'm like wait why are you showing me this little boy and she's like oh that's the little boy kalia got a crush on and i said huh and hey kalia in the background no 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 it is not dad no it is not i do not have a crush on him she's just going in about, <laughs> about this little boy. like no i do not have a crush on him no i do not no I, mom why stop lying and her mom's laughing because she know like Oh, I'm telling your dad about this. And she was already ready to explain herself. Like, yeah. you know, I ain't with it. Like, <laughs> even at seven years old, she know I am not with it. Uh, uh, she got three brothers too, so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad for her. It don't even matter. But. <laughs> Girls, period, man. Girls, period. I got gray hair already at 32. Because of these little girls. Because. My 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 daughter, because mm -hmm. she's not my stepdaughter. She's my daughter. Like I take care of her. She called me dad. Right. Um, she she can just look at me and I'd be like, 
what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's just stuff. <laughs> All that there, sniffing and stuff. I'm like, what are you crying for? Like, I ain't even said nothing yet. She like, they were being mean to me. I'm like, oh my God. Who yeah. who's been mean to you? Let me let me hold on. Let me walk outside quick and get they side. <laughs> I say, like, oh man. And I I I do not I don't even want to hear about no little boys right now. I just I just yeah. I wish I could just skip today like 35 and then <laughs> yeah, you know, skip today 35 and I'd be like, oh okay, this is the guy you want to, you know spend the rest of your life with oh okay well you know let me just sit let me have like 30 minutes with him you know we can sit down and talk while i'm cleaning my guns oh don't do that don't do that to him. i probably won't be, i probably won't be cleaning but i'll probably have him in like a case behind me <laughs> sitting in the room. and i'm probably gonna be smoking a cigar you know because oh, i'm be, i'll be retired man. by the end you know oh, retired and old so I'm like, yeah man you know this is what you want to do. <laughs> you want to join this family, huh? <laughs> like, you gonna scare like the poor boy off? Yeah, like some bad boys type stuff. Right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. Look, thirty. <laughs> yeah, some some yeah. bad boys type stuff. Yeah, but I, I just think, I don't think I'm ready for it, man. I kind of wish I had all boys and I could just give them that <laughs> talk and be like, you know, hey, y'all go out here doing stuff. You know, just make sure you protect yourselves and you know, right. So, and be done with it, but with them, you know, it's some of the right. feelings involved. And I'm like, man, which yeah. dude gonna come home and break our heart first? Like, right? Like, what, what, what am I gonna do in this situation? Like, yeah, that, that's my fear, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> like I always say, my daughter was my first because I was being out there being a fool. God was like, I got something for you. I'm gonna yeah. give you a girl. <laughs> you want to, you want to be out there in the streets doing women all crazy and stuff? I got something for you. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. I just hope, pray that no man do what I was out there doing to my daughter, cause I'm gonna have to choke him out. And, amen, you know, amen. You know, you know, and that's kind of hypocritical for me to say, but hey, it's my daughter, so that's, that's true. <laughs> and I believe Amanda gonna be even worse than me, though. To tell you the truth, she you say what? Now? I said I think Amanda's gonna be worse than me, my wife. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She, she don't. She don't. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. she's gonna be worse. Yeah, Jackie, I already know Jackie. Like with them boys, <laughs> man. She don't play I'm no just, games. I'm gonna just stand out the way. Like as soon as, <laughs> soon as one of them talk about you got a girlfriend, oh, I'm like, whoop, well, uh, <laughs> just pull them to the side afterwards. Like, hey, man, you can't use that word. You know, you can't yeah, say nothing like, like hey, that around your mom. Exactly. <laughs> like, See the look on her face when you said that. Don't, <laughs> don't do that no more. You, you bring the stress into my bedroom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now I gotta go talk to her because you want to talk about a girlfriend. Yeah. Like so, nah, man. I gotta do it three times. So with them jokers, I'm, I'm just got to sit down at one time and be like, look, no girlfriend thing. Just don't even. You know what I'm saying? Don't even. Like it ain't worth it. Nah, you know. And that's why I laugh now because, you know, I got, you know, I work at, at, at child and youth. You know, I work with a lot of women. So when they see my kids, they always be like, oh, your boys are so cute. They so handsome. <laughs> they got to be like, Ugh. Be like, man. Yeah. I'm just like, 
I don't know. I just when they get older, I'm just God, man. Their personalities and stuff, and it's just, oh boy, it's gonna be trouble. I just, just have to, like you said, talk, have that talk, and you know, yeah, make sure they check themselves, and just hope know, for I the hope, best. I hope they, you know, at least do like I did. <laughs> wait till, wait till I was, you know, thirty to have kids. Yeah, my, my only thing, I'm like, just wait, just wait, man. You got all the time in your life, you know, be doing all that. But, um, so <laughs> we we just going on and on. We could go on and on about uh, <laughs> the dating part. You know, I I don't want yeah. no part. I don't. I don't. I, for for my boys or my daughter, I don't want no parts of it. Like, I just the thought of it just made. Ugh. <laughs> Just, just, ugh, just don't because these, these jokers, these little kids out here today, they, boy, they don't know how to act. Mm, not at all. Don't man, don't even know how to act. But uh, speaking of don't know how to act, <laughs> I ain't told nobody this story except like a few people. So Jeremiah, my older son, got mm-hmm. into a fight. You know Jay, oh. you met Jay, you ain't seen him yeah. in a minute, but mm-hmm. you know. You know, Jay in kindergarten, and uh, you know, some little boy ran up on him and, and tried to try to bully him. Had been bullying him, or I won't say bullying, him, but just kind of bothering him. You know, for a couple of days, he told us about it. I told him, "Hey, if he bothers you again, make sure you use your words to the teacher." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, that that next day, the little boy that ran up on Jay. And Jay was like, hey, man, you need to move your book bag. You know, follow, follow the line. Do what the teacher telling you. And I guess the little boy didn't like it. And, you know what I'm saying, kicked Jeremiah in the shin. And then next thing you know, you know, Jeremiah, hey, man, I don't, why you do that? I don't like when you do that. And so they, so the teacher, you know, this is from her view telling me when I came mm-hmm. up there to talk to her. She said, next thing you know, little boy pushed Jeremiah in the chest. She said, before she said, Anthony, she said, Mr. Cow, before I can get over there, Jeremiah hit that boy so many times. <laughs> she, said, she said, Jeremiah hit the boy about six times in the chest and face. And that she said the little boy was just standing there shocked. And she said he was he was done for. She said, uh, I said, Oh man, said, I'm so sorry. You know, she said, No. She said, I'll, she's like, I don't mean to uh say this, and I probably shouldn't say this because I'm a teacher. But I'll guarantee that little boy won't be messing with Jeremiah no more. And he ain't gonna mess with nobody no more. Yeah, and that's what she said. And and I asked her, I said, I asked her last week, I said, how has Jeremiah and that little kid been? She said, oh, she said, Jeremiah's been perfect. But the other little boy, he been by, uh, fine too. He ain't been messing with nobody since that happened. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, oh, man. man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, that was one thing I was always concerned with my kids, like, Starting school in kindergarten. I ain't think kindergarten my son would have his first fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was just uh, amazing to even hear. But, you know, it was even sh- more shocking, though, is that, <clears throat> and I say this for black dads and all dads in general, um, I work on base. Obviously, my son goes to school on base. When the principal called me <laughs> and said, hey, your son got into a little fight, um, he just was informing me, like, and so I said, well, sir, um, I'll be up there in about 10 minutes. And he said, oh, no, sir, you don't have to come up. It was just, I was just, you know, formality. I was letting you know what was going on. I said, no, nah, I'll be up there. 
uh, I got to see my son and see what happened. Uh, oh, well, okay, sir. Well, you know, he was like shocked. You know what I'm saying? So I, I drive up, get up there. And the funny thing happened, man, when you talk about that, that fear and respect is I'm in the office. I tell him I'm there to see my son because of what happened. They call him. And so his classroom is like down a long hallway where the office is at. So mm-hmm. I know what direction he's coming from. So he doesn't know that I'm there. They, he just thinks he's getting called to the office for whatever. And so I stand in the hallway, like at the end of the hallway, waiting for him. Man, he came out the, around the corner, and he was running. And this little girl was in the hallway, and he, like, jumped in her face and, like, just, like, playing around. He was like, ah, like, to scare the girl. And mm-hmm. he was and giggling. Man, he looked up and saw me. <laughs> Whole attitude like he- change. Like he saw a goat. Bruh, his whole, he put his head down, start walking. I said, come here, hurry up. So he comes, hey, daddy. And I'm like, I was like, what's up, man? Tell me what happened. What, what? And he rubbing his hands together, you know, fidgeting his fingers. And I said, look up at me. Look me in my eyes when you talk to me, you know, tell me what happened. I said, you're not in trouble. Just tell me what happened. So he tells me the story how a six-year-old would tell me. And mm-hmm. um, and so I said, okay, cool. So I go get the information. I go talk to the teacher. She tells me the story or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he was fine. Like the rest of the day, the teacher said he was good. Um, the, when he went to after school, you know, to daycare, he was fine. Everybody was good. And he's been great since. But I just thought that was such a, a funny story and a unique story just because if I, I wonder what would have happened if I wasn't involved, if I hadn't talked to him the night before, if I hadn't talked to him right after he had his little incident, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then the fact that the expectation was from the principal as a father, Oh, don't, you don't have to come up here and talk to him. Like, I don't, I don't get why the school didn't say you need to come up and talk to him. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I I was just, I was shocked at that because um, for me, I'm thinking, and I don't know, this is maybe it's because it's kindergarten and, you know, there was no blood or nothing. Um, I'm like, I remember in school, when you get into a fight, you was getting suspended. Yeah, um, you ain't going back to no school or right. going back to class. <laughs> uh, I think he had to do, he had to eat lunch with like the, you know, the like the, ho- the mo- hall monitors for like two days and he had no recess for like two days. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Uh, he he that ain't nothing to him because he leaves school he gonna go to school age and he gonna go outside <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he might not have recess at school but he going outside after school but yeah uh, but anyway we get way off track but it does kind of lead to um us talking about um sports man and i know you know if most people who know you know you're a baller i give it to you you, you know you can hoop uh, you also can play football. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You ain't better than me, but you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't never beat y'all. You are Nate. <laughs> that's now, basketball, true. That's, that's you. You got it. You know what I'm saying? I would give you all the props in basketball, uh, you know, when it comes to that. Um, but when you talk about sports, man, and with your kids, do you want your kids to play sports? Yes. Okay. I which, think sport. Which sports? Yeah, which sports? 
Oh, uh, well, for my daughters, you know, they can play whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. My daughter that's living with me right now, she she plays softball or fast pitch softball, basketball. Uh, she played some soccer, which, oh, my God, that's a story in itself, the whole <laughs> soccer season. But uh, I really think that if their parents have the money for them to put them in a sport, that they should because it, it builds a competition, a friendly competition within themselves that, you know, you're building something other than, you know, a craft. You know, you're building you're building life lessons because you're going to fail sometimes in life. And I take the fails as, you know, losing in a game to where you see what you've done wrong, you fix mm-hmm. that, and the next time that you play it, that particular sport, you know, you hone in on those things that you've worked on throughout that week. And you, you know, you get better, you know, game by game, day by day, practice by practice or whatever. So you're building a kid to not just take failure and be okay with it. They're going to take the failure, they're going to build upon it, and they're going to grow as a person, you know, as a as an adult to know that when they're older, you know, if they fail in a job that, hey, this is not the end of the world, that they can, you know, find out what they did wrong. Maybe they, you know, in the, um, what's it called, the interview process, they may have, you know, not presented themselves like they, you know, like the company wanted them to. And they can get that feedback and then you go back and like, hey, you know, I really want this, so I'm going to try again. But this time I'm going to do – I'm going to put on a suit this time. I'm going to put on a jacket this time because I didn't wear a jacket last time. Let me try that. And then, you know, they get the job and then you like – you know, it's it's just uplifting in their spirit that, you know, yes, I did fail that one time, but, you know, I kept on trying. I didn't give up. And I think that helps kids move along. It, It has definitely helped my kids grow as people or as people of society. And you know, she's been building her confidence uh, up as a, a softball player to know that, you know, when I go out here, I'm, I may be the smallest girl out here, but, you know, I could be the best girl out here as well. Right. But with my right. with my son, boy, he only three. So I don't know um, what he's going to do in life. His mama already <laughs> told him he ain't playing no football because she watched that uh, little concussion. She watched that Will Smith concussion movie. Uh, and she's like, yeah, he would not be playing the football. So oh, my Lord. I'm about to start him out in baseball. Uh, I'm going to go probably get him a tee for Christmas. We're going to start hitting off that. But I don't think he's going to play any organized sports until he's about maybe seven or eight. Just because I don't want to I don't, I don't say it's a waste of money, but just looking at the other little kids that's his age, they basically just go out there and run around for mm-hmm. a whole 30 to 45 minutes. And yes. I feel like they're just – they're just a waste of sixty five dollars for a jersey that right. we gonna throw we gonna throw away in a couple of months. Exactly, because he can't fit it. Yeah, he can't fit it. So, <clears throat> you know, me and my wife has talked about that, and you know, and I told her I was like, "Hey, I'm willing, to, I'm willing, I'm willing to spend as much money that I have for any of my kids that want to get better in something, whether it's basketball, you know, football, baseball, because they might never." They might be the smartest, but, you know, they might not just get that chance, you know, or they might just, you know, not be the smartest, if that makes sense. So, you know, sometimes you got to have that other avenue to, you know, fulfill your dreams or whatnot. Um, But, yeah, I think sports 
and to add on to that, even if they do play sports, you're still keeping them active. So, you know, right, right. obesity is so is so bad in America right now because, you know, all we eat is this processed food. Right. Um, <laughs> let me put a claim right there. Okay, I eat processed food, guys. All right. You know, I'm not one of them <laughs> vegan type not one of them vegan type guys. You know, I'm of I'm overweight myself, but I am active. You know, I passed my PT test. So <laughs> that's all that matters. But uh yeah. No, they matter. Know, I, uh you know, my kids eat chicken and french fries. So hey, hey, chicken and french fries, hey, you need to go out and play for at least two hours to just go run around. I don't care what you do outside, but go outside and sweat. So I mean, I just I think that's I think that's what all kids need is just to you know play sports, yeah. just to stay active. If not, right. you know, just trying to if they don't want to pursue the you know professional or college dreams, then you know at least try it just to just right. to see how it is. I think um, overall, I think sports though help with other aspects in your life. <clears throat> I think it helps with uh, like social things, you know what I'm saying? Because you're with your teammates and different people that you probably wouldn't even talk to, but that sport brings you together. So, you know, when you're teammates, you kind of see different sides of people. I, I've got so many people that in my life, just from high school, college, that I even stay in contact with to this day that in probably in normal situations, I probably wouldn't have been friends with that person. You know what I'm saying? But um, For real. That sport brought us together or whatever. And, um, and that's a good thing. And so I think sports kind of helped kids too with social because some kids, you know, if you always with your family or around grownups, you, you just grow up differently that socially is just different emotionally too. Like you said, dealing with failure, like sports is a great way to learn how to deal with failure. Yeah. And, and I see that. And I, I'm sorry to cut y'all. Yeah, you I good. see that a lot. I see that a lot in kids today that, you know, they fail at, they fail at a sport and then they just totally break down. Yeah, because like it's like it's the end program. of the world. Yeah, it's like it's not the end of the world. Okay, you lost no. the game. Let's let's get it. Let's hey, we're gonna go over here. I'm gonna pay for some hidden lessons. Hey, let's go. You know, I'm here with you. That's what I want my kids to know. I'm here with them, whether they fail, whether they you know win the biggest game of their life. You know, I just want to be a part of that. So, so that's that's a perfect. You literally led me to my next question right there. Is that <laughs> you saying you're going to be with them? So when they play in sports, whether it's the, mm -hmm. your son or your daughters, are you going to be a helicopter dad? No, no, no. That ain't me. You're going to be quiet dad? You're going to be loud dad? What, what you going to be? You're going to be coach dad? Like what? I think, I think I'm going to split between quiet dad and coach dad because okay. I'm not going to yell like during the game. Okay. So like when my when my daughter comes up to the bat for softball now, I'm sitting right behind the plate because I'm watching her every move of, you know, what we practice on. Mm -hmm. And I just let her, you know, hey, get up there and do what you do, you know, relax. And after she gets done with her at bat, if she gets a hit or she strikes out, I just, you know, quietly walk over to the uh to the dugout. And I just let them know, like, hey, you know, you did a good job, but this is what you're doing. You know, just make sure you're not doing it next time. Or I wait till after the end of the game if she know if if I see that she's not going to receive the information well that I'm giving to her right now. I just play off basically, I play off her mood at the time. 
But yeah, I don't think I could be one of them helicopter dad. They be sweating and stuff too much. <laughs> yeah, I be, you know, I probably got a nice Nike outfit on trying to, you know, look nice with my wife on the side. We probably got matching outfits or something, you know. We we them cool parents that just sit back and, you know, just, I don't know. Amanda might be one of them helicopter parents, though, because she be out there screaming. She have to look at me and be like, oh, that's Why are you saying screaming? nothing? No, she be like, was I just screaming at that kid? Oh, my God, I just need to sit back and relax. <laughs> she be out, I guess. But, but my wife, she's like, she's one of them antsy people. Like, she starts to sweat and get nervous if the game get close. Right, right. Like, she, she, yeah, she, 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 she don't play the game, but she's just mentally in the game. Like, she's like, oh, right. what they going to do? Like, uh, come on, get a hit. Like, I really want you to win. I don't want to lose, you know. Right. That type of competitive. I, I mean, I could tell you right now, I I could see you definitely being coached at for sure. Like, and you just kind of taking in what what your kids are doing and offering that little quiet piece of advice. But you're super competitive, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if I hear a couple yells come out from you. <laughs> you know, but on the inside, I do be doing that. Yeah, yeah. Of like I, I've learned how to, I've learned how to control it now that you know, I don't play sports as often as I used to when we was at Lodges. Like, cause you know, we was on the field for basketball, going right into football, and I don't think right. y'all play softball, but I played softball as well. So no, I did. I, I played that one year. Oh, you did? Yeah. So it was, uh-huh. it was like boom, boom, boom. Like we going back to back to back season. I'm right. like, like I've toned down so much now. Like I. Uh-huh. I feel like on the basketball court now, I'll be out there teaching more. I'll be out there trying to teach more than anything. Like, hey, you know, if I ever got the ball, like, you know, just keep cutting because I'm going to find you. Or, hey, you know, like, when you see him playing you this way, make him switch his angle and then, you know, attack and then. Don't just, you know, it's more like that. Them them young kids now be looking at me. And I can say young too because I'm over 30. That, uh, (laughs) you know, it's just like, they be they be looking at me like I'm like I don't know what I'm talking about, and then they after they see me play a couple games, it's like, oh okay, right. And now when and now when they see me in the gym, like, hey man, why you don't come play basketball that much? I'm like, well, I got kids playing myself, and uh, I basically just come in here to run, little weights, and I'm leaving. Like I ain't gonna be sitting around waiting on y'all, right? Because um, you you know how we used to be. We'd be at large. We'd play eight nine games. <laughs> Full court. <laughs> the the yeah. kids be sitting over there hungry. We like hey, one more, one more. <laughs> yeah. Jackie, Jackie calling my little phone. <laughs> yeah. Right, man, we ran by nine. We ran by nine games. <laughs> and after and after that ninth game, we probably trying to see who house we going over to eat. Like, exactly. Hey, we trying to play some dominoes tonight. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> man, that was the best, man. So I know for me, I know, and I've already started because, um, like you and my kids are younger, so my daughter she's not into sports like that. She like mm-hmm. playing with her brothers and stuff, but competitive, she ain't there yet. She's done dance and gymnastics, but nothing like super competitive. Now Jeremiah definitely he's been playing. He's played basketball and soccer since he's three, and I and I definitely agree with you when you say. Waste of money when they that age, cause it is. <laughs> especially, you know, I always brag about my son, especially when your son is uh, like athletic, like mine. The boy is super fast, and so 
he um he just runs circles around kids his age. And so I'm just like waiting the years for where he can, you know, be in playing whatever sport it is in a real organized, you know, league and stuff. It was yeah. uh it was weird, man. Jackie was telling me right before we moved to um to out here to California, um, they was in Florida visiting. They, you know, while I was getting the house and all that stuff organized here, wait for our household goods, they they stayed in Florida for a couple months. And mm-hmm. she uh she put them in, in uh soccer so they have something to do. And she so when the soccer season ended, um like his last game, he scored like three goals, you know, in a five year old group. And she uh-huh. said a coach came up to her and was trying to recruit Jeremiah to play with <laughs> an eight year old traveling team. I said, What? And she said, Yeah, this dude came up to me. He had done recorded Jeremiah's game and was showing her uh, like, oh, see how your son did this, you know, we need this on the team. And I'm like, first of all, why he recording my son? Why you recording my son? <laughs> That's first of all. If I was there, I would have punched him in his face. Secondly, <laughs> my son only five. Get out of here, man. Like, come on. Yeah, creep. You know, and he, he was a coach, you know, and Jackie said she'd seen him before. She knew who he was, whatever, but I was just like, nah, man. Like, and so I'm like already like, okay, my son at five years old is already getting people to say, hey, I want him to play on my team, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, he is good. I must say, for for him to be his age, I'm really shocked at how good he is at football. I mean, not football, soccer, and basketball. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so me, I'm just like, I want him to play football so bad, you know. And uh, so we starting flag football here, hopefully, um, at my um, youth centers and programs because they don't have it currently. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and start it because you about to you about to get in here and do it. <clears throat> but, yeah, I'm definitely coach dad. I like to be quiet. I, I'm, my wife is like yours. Jackie was screaming and hollering. I'm like, Jackie, <laughs> people. Like, yeah. she's screaming, screaming at Zay's games. You know, he three. Like, that's my baby. Like, like, come on, stop screaming at him to get the ball. Like, he three. Like, he ain't tripping. My son, look, I'm gonna tell you. I that's why I said I'll never ever pay for no little kids soccer no more. Cause Zay was out there at three years old talking about he playing soccer. This dude uh, on the back of the coach getting. Piggy- <laughs> Getting piggy rides, piggyback rides. He's, oh, sitting, man. he's sitting in the goal with with one of his shoes off with the other kid, like, just talking. Like, the ball go right by him. He don't even attempt to kick it. Like, I'm like, nah, bro, you ain't. <laughs> I'm not spending nah, no more money. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, I definitely, like, with sports, it has its benefits, obviously. Um, but I know as far as a dad, though, I think I'm going to just be chill, quiet, like, until they get older. Like, when they get into high school and, you know, college and all that stuff, I'm probably going to be ridiculous. I ain't going to lie. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's the more competitive age, you know what I'm saying? Where you can – Yeah. Nobody's going to judge you for yelling, you know, <laughs> too much. Long yeah, they probably ain't going to know who you is either, so. Right. Unless, <laughs> unless he really big. Right, right, right. <laughs> then that's when they be like, ah, oh, you know, but I got a cheerleader. I remember, I got a former cheerleader as a wife. So yeah. she's going to be wearing shirts with numbers and names, <laughs> sparkles and glitter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's a matter of two, man. 
You know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna have no choice. You probably gonna make me a custom shirt. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? dazzled on it. Like <laughs> we're gonna wear this one this day, and then we're gonna wear right. this one to this day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, we'll move on, man, because I could talk all day about sports. Obviously, um, well, I do have another question for sports, man. You, mm-hmm. if your son is interested in basketball mm-hmm. now, because I know. You're a really good basketball player. Mm-hmm. How are you going to feel about that? If he's he, if he want to play basketball, if he's good and like like let's just say he gets on the court one day and he's just he's nice. Like, are you going to push that even more just because I know you love basketball, or you just going to let that like naturally occur? I don't. Well, my 13 year old he. First, first off, he's playing football right now, and I went up to South Carolina to watch one of his games. Mm-hmm. He's he's special. Uh, that's mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say. I know he's my okay. son, but he's special. Right. Uh, but basketball-wise, myself and his mom played at the same college. That's where you know we met and stuff for mm-hmm. basketball. So his mom is really good. Like. I thought she could have been in the WNBA, but you know she had him, so she had to go a different uh, route. Yeah. But uh, I just, I just think I'd be, ex- I would be excited, but I would, I think I would be one of those dads then to just try to dump all my knowledge that I accumulated over the years. Will you teach him the crossover? Uh, he probably, <laughs> he probably already got it. You know? <laughs> oh, okay, well, then what about the jumper? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. You know, you know, to this day, I'm gonna tell you this this story. You don't believe this. To this day, I literally anytime I play basketball and I shoot, I think about you because I don't know if you remember this. One day I was just out there shooting. Mm-hmm. And we was there, whatever, and you came up to me and was like, Aunt, if you do it like this, put your elbow this way, blah, blah, blah. You know, your shot to look, you know, it'll fall a little better. And I did it and it worked. And no joke. Since every time I shoot a jumper now, I'll be like, man, let me make sure I'm doing it like Doc told me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that day, man. Like that's so crazy. I, I think that was the day you was playing on my team and I was like, Shh, I know I'm gonna get tired quick, but I know they ain't gonna probably guard ant that well. So if I give him a cute a couple pointers right here, get his confidence up. And he knocked right. down a couple. We're going to walk out of here today. We ain't going to lose oh, that man. one game. Damn, I'm hitting jumping. This is over for everybody. <laughs> and and you're going to let them know it, too. You say what? I said, you're going to let them know it, too. Oh, you know I am. Oh, come on now. You know that. <laughs> oh, one thing I know, you know I'm going to do is I'm going to play defense and talk. That's yeah. what I'm going to play defense and talk. But if I score some points, let me hit some jumpers. <laughs> It's over. It's over for your team. <laughs> yeah. But uh, favorite part of the show, man, I want to get to is the dad jokes. You you got yours lined up, man? You ready? Yeah, man, I'm going to hit you first with one of these Thanksgiving jokes that you asked okay. for, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Gladys. Gladys who? Glad it's Thanksgiving, aren't you? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I thought that was you so come, good. But... You coming right out the gate with the hey heat. Straight heat. 
I've been right, watching well, a lot of Kevin on stage, you know. Right. Oh no. Nah. <laughs> 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 I was talking my Thanksgiving joke too, since we got, you know, Thanksgiving coming up. Uh my family told me to stop telling Thanksgiving jokes. But I told them I couldn't quit cold turkey. Oh, symbols For some people these things might not be funny, but I just got I just love to laugh. So if I feel like if it's a little bit funny, uh, <laughs> you know, it's better to laugh than to not laugh. Right. Uh let's see what we're gonna go with next. Okay. Um what do you call somebody with no body and no nose? <laughs> <laughs> what do you call him, man? Nobody knows. Boy, <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed at that. I shouldn't have laughed at that. Oh boy, T, he's the worst joke ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, how do you tell the difference between a frog and a horny toad? <laughs> a frog says ribbit ribbit. A horny toad says rub it rub it. <laughs> <coughs> oh man. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> All right, okay. I bought some shoes from a drug dealer, right? <laughs> I don't know what that man laced them things with, but I was tripping. Oh day. Man, look. <laughs> oh, oh damn. Boy. <laughs> this. We're in the trap. We're just the trap jokes right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this don't even deserve a response. I'm just going to say my little joke. Okay. So, to whoever stole my copy of Microsoft Office, I will find you. You have my word. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You got any more? Uh, yeah, I got two more if you want them. Yeah, I, yeah. If you got them, they here. Did you know the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? I know this joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were cooked in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the that's the performance you're talking about right there. Yeah, you, you, you gotta bring delivery, you know? <laughs> delivery helps every joke. Oh boy. Alright, I got one more. I invented a new word today. It's plagiarism. <laughs> oh, man. That's all I got today, people. I'll be, back. be back next week with all new <laughs> dad jokes. <laughs> I got one more. What uh, you got? How do you make holy water? <laughs> how? 
You boil the hell out of it. Duh. Oh. <laughs> boo-doo. Boo-doo. Hey, no, what was worse? The delivery or the joke? Boy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you. <laughs> well, then look, we're going to roll right into uh, our little game, man. A little segment called Yes or No. Where I ask you five questions, five random questions, and you answer them yes or no, and that is your only response. Now, because these questions are going to be unique in nature, I will allow you, at the end of all five of your questions, to elaborate on one of your yes or no answers. Because I'm pretty sure you're going to want to elaborate on at least one of these. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, are you ready for your yes or no questions? Yes. Okay. Are you the best athlete in your blended family? Yes. <laughs> okay. Was Lodges, and I asked this before to other people I've been with at Lodges, but I'm going to ask you again because I want to hear. Was Lodges your best assignment in the Air Force? No. Oh, what, 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 what? I'm looking, I'm asking the questions. <laughs> I was about to ask you to elaborate on that. But <laughs> okay. So, no. Okay. Are the Georgia Bulldogs, are you ready for this? Uh-huh. Are the Georgia Bulldogs going to beat Alabama this year? No. Oh, my God. That's the one I want to elaborate on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, I definitely did not expect that answer. Okay. Now, uh, is your wife funnier than you? No. <laughs> okay. And last she gonna, question. <laughs> she going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> last question. Last question. Mm-hmm. Will you or or have you ever beat Nate in basketball one hundred and one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like to stir the pot with my dog Nate. Hopefully, he hears this. Oh, I'm gonna tag him in it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so which one of the five questions you want to elaborate on? That Georgia question. Okay, tell me why will Georgia not beat Bama this year? Because we ain't gonna play them. That's why. Uh, we gotta I'm, worry about L, we gotta worry about LSU in the champ, in the SEC championship game. Ah, okay. I ain't gotta I ain't gotta worry about Alabama this year. Thank okay, Jesus. because they lost yesterday. That's gonna take them out of the SEC championship. Yeah, they're not gonna make the SEC championship. Are they in the LA- same? Yeah, the uh, LSU and Alabama in the same. They in the West of the okay. SEC. Gotcha. So you're, they put. If we if we beat Auburn, we guaranteed to be in. Right. Yeah. Look, see, look, look. I see. I'm glad we had almost at the end of the podcast. <laughs> you hear my little one, right? <laughs> he on the way, Daddy. Yeah, he. That's all you hear. I'm surprised my hand ran in here yet. Alexander, my little one, I can see his feet, the little shadows under the door. And <laughs> he, 
And he come to hear me talking. He, dad, dad. <laughs> Favorite word, boy. I tell you. Oh. The kids, you could be with them all day. You leave them for two seconds. It is the end of the world. I agree. Telling Start you. whining and pouting. I be telling, I tell Jackie all the time. I said, I think our kids got separation anxiety. Like, <laughs> we, we, we leave out the room. Oh, man, especially for her. She, man, yeah. she got shower, man. Oh, it's over. They, well, I want mama. Mommy. Ah. Like, bro, you've been home with her all day. Let her go take a shower. Carter, Carter hit that water running. He going back there trying to get in, too. I want yeah. a shower. I want a shower. <laughs> I don't want to shower no other time unless you in now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so I'm a, I'm gonna go elab. I want to. I want you to elaborate on one more question though that I asked Which you. Which one? And it's only because we're friends, all friends. When did this ever happen? This one-on-one game with you and Nate. It was in lodges. And I, I mean, I, I know that much, but where was oh, I? I can- How did I miss that? I don't think you – know, I think it was just one day we were just in there. I think we was waiting on everybody else to get there, and we had got there early. Mm-hmm. And, Nate, and Nate was just like, hey, let's play – you know, let's walk up, play one-on-one. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. And we played like a couple mm-hmm. games. I That's think I, I, I'm pretty sure I won more than he won. <laughs> pretty sure. <Yeah. clears throat> it was the funniest Saturdays ever when we play. Oh, my God. So much arguing. Yeah, <laughs> but it was all love. It was all love. I I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. All love. No, except for I do recall one time I I definitely had to break you up from fighting somebody. <laughs> I, mean, I ain't gonna say the name, but just, I do know one time. Oh, it's, it's all it's all fun and competition, you know. <laughs> nah, this one wasn't no competition. <laughs> Some people just a little competitive. To others, you know. They yeah, look at it as a, a downfall, but it's a strength of mine. Yeah, it was about to be some fisticuffs <laughs> in that building, boy. <laughs> I said, oh, let's listen to guys. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I actually spoke to that individual a couple of days ago. Oh, for real? That's nah, good, emailed man. it. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. That's good, man. You know, that was a funny time. That was a funny day. <laughs> Yeah, I remember going home telling Jackie like, "Bang, that's breaking boys up. They was about to get it in." <laughs> and I think after, I think after that, we met somewhere and was went drinking that night or something. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. It was always <laughs> in the heat of the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, it wasn't going to really happen. Like, nobody in there was going to let it happen. You know? Yeah. That was probably the closest that it ever got to happen. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> but uh man, that was funny, man. First of all, I want to say thank you, man, for coming on the show, man. It's great talking to you, great catching up to you. Um, and you just kind of being open and honest with your your blended family and your situations that you got going on, how your dad raised you. Um, <clears throat> is there any uh flowers that you want to give out, man? Is there any advice, any fatherhood tip or something that helps you be a great dad that you want to spread to everybody that might be listening? Man, I want to give flowers out to my dad first and foremost, because without him, you know, I wouldn't be half of the man I am today. <clears throat> but then too, I want to give, uh, give flowers to 
you know, our men's group that we had in Lodges. Man. That I really want to give flowers out to everybody in that group because whether y'all know it or not, I was going through a rough time with uh, Renee, my ex-wife at the time, you know, who was mm-hmm. going through it. And that's basically the only thing that was keeping me afloat some days is, you know, being able to talk to y'all, reading that word and, you know, get my questions together to, you know, discuss with you guys, you know, on Saturdays or whenever day we met up. But, uh, yeah, I want to give flowers out to all y'all, man. Woo, boy. You man, you make that group right there. <laughs> that that was a rough time, man. Like, I I look back on it now and I'm, like, when I'm even going through, when I'm going through whatever and just like, yeah, I, I even got this, I still got the same book, the, uh, what is it, um, Father or something. I still got the book that we, the, um, the book that we was using, yeah, Kingdom Man. I still read that to this day and look at my old notes. Right, um, me too. From when I was going through, you know, I I guess I can call it a stage of, you know, slight depression, you know. Right. Just not knowing what what my life was, you know, going to be without what I had at the time. But, uh, right. you know, but, but God. So, that's Man, all I tell you. That's that all that person I can, I can say thanks to. You know, yeah. thank him for Man. keeping me. Shout out to to all those gentlemen that was in that men's Bible study group at Lodges. Uh, me, Doc, Nate, John. Uh, shoot, man, it was so many. <laughs> Williams. Yeah, Will. Uh, man, I mean, it's too many names. There's so yeah, many was- guys that were in there. It was so influential in everybody's life, everybody's testimony. Um, affected everybody in different ways. And that, that was definitely an outlet for a lot of us. And and sometimes I really would go to that group just because I needed to cry or because yeah. I needed something off my chest or I needed to just hear something from somebody and get that word, like you said. Yeah, man, that, yeah. for me, too, that was it was that, too, <clears throat> going through different things. I mean, especially with me being newly married um, and with a new father and stuff like that. That group helped me tremendously. So. That's great that you gave flowers out for that group. Um, and I hope that those gentlemen are all doing those same things for other people in their lives. And I hope other men out there take the opportunities to gather and kind of fellowship with other men. Cause people always get that, uh, like that connotation that you gotta be tough and hard and not vulnerable and all that stuff, man. And I'll tell you, I'll be the first to tell you, you don't get nothing out of that. Oh, you tell you. <laughs> You get all the breakthroughs from when you can fellowship with other guys, you know, going through similar situations or that have been through something you might be going through currently. So I'll challenge all the dads out there too: is get you a, a men's group, dads group, listen to podcasts like this um, so you can hear from other dads that are doing great things in life with their families, um, in their communities, and um, hear that those good things. Because like I said, this podcast is to change those narratives and, give these uh, platforms for dads like me and Doc to talk um, and share those those positive thoughts and put that that positive thing out there, especially for the black fathers out there. So um, <clears throat> I want to say <clears throat> thank you for, again, Doc, for coming out. Is you want, do you want to share your social media? You got Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff? Yeah, I got uh, Instagram is uh, Dr. Dr. Underscore 
uh, Sunny Red. Don't ask me about the name. It was a, you know, something I found <laughs> on the internet. Thought it was cool. <laughs> if you Google him, he's a he's a black saxophonist though. Okay. Uh, and then yeah. Because the other I was the profile, I was typing in Doc and wasn't that coming up. I'm like, man, where is this dude at? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Dr. Sonny Red and uh, underscore. And then my Facebook is uh, just my name, Doctavius French. Uh, I'm right. private, but you know, shoot me a message and I'll add you. you know, chat it up. Yeah, make make sure you say you listen to the podcast before you send the. Uh, just random friend requests. <laughs> yeah, like, please do, because I will delete. <laughs> <laughs> Say, hey, man, I found you off the podcast first, okay, guys? Yeah, uh, please do. In closing, um, be prepared, guys. Um, this episode's coming. I know it's been like four months since I dropped an episode. My apologies. Life, family, work, you know, having my daughter over the summer, it's been crazy for me um, and my family, so podcast unfortunately is on the back burner when it comes to to that my family gonna always come first um Amen. So, <laughs> um but you know you can listen to the podcast on the 11 different platforms out there and you know i don't I even have to go over all the names y'all know y'all can find it on anchor you can find it on google play you can find it on itunes um but first of all I always want to say, giving out flowers <clears throat> to all the dads out there that are doing those great things out here, spreading this message in real time instead of when we're in dead. Um, always talking about family, marriage, and all those wonderful things that dads go through and do. I want to make sure that you're giving flowers out to all those dads out there. So just make sure you give me my flowers. Doc, thanks again for coming on the show. This is Daddy Ain't Dead Podcast. Give me my flowers. Appreciate it, bro.